0: You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Stump Rothenberg. Um, still P. Dot tweets in. So can't you be wrong about Zach Wilson if you said you've been wrong a bunch of times? Sure, i would be wrong about anything. But I I don't think I will be. Right? Like like I I could be. I'm not saying there's a it's a zero percent chance that that Zach Wilson is is going to be a decent NFL quarterback. But if I'm playing the odds, I don't think it's a good chance. I don't expect him to turn into anything. My opinion, from what I've seen, is and and again, I asked a question: How many guys are just god awful for two years in the NFL and turn into really good quarterbacks? I I almost can't think of one right now. You know, Stephen Homedale says he has a, a quarterback that didn't work out right away but turned good. Steve, who's that guy? Can I before I even ask you, can I guess who I think you're going to say? Yes, Jim Plunkett. Yes, right oh, on look the at money. Me, Steve. I can't believe that.
1: Nineteen seventy-one,
0: yes, Heisen winner. Okay, now, now, now Steve. Steve, Steve, what year it was, was that? What what year was that?
1: I, I well, it was uh, he won yeah. the Heisen in seventy.
0: Okay, right? so so we're talking about fifty plus years, right? Yes. And then the only example that you can even remotely think of would be Jim Plunkett, right? Yes. Yeah. So okay, but,
1: is it, but am I right or you're right?
0: I well, you're right because it, it's your it's your guy It's the only one that I can I I, I guess so because di- didn't he start his career with the with the Patriots?
1: Yes, he did, was, and he terrible. was just
0: not good. He was not good there, and then he went to the Raiders and he won multiple Super Bowls. So right, um, I I, I guess I guess you're right. I guess you are.
1: And now I have another one for you, yeah. and I don't know if he is or he isn't. Is Jim Plunkett in the Hall of Fame, or do you think he should be?
0: Uh, I would say no, and no. I, I would
1: say he, I don't think he is, and and yes,
0: I you think Jim Plunkett that. is a Hall of Famer?
1: I, I do. I mean, if you Why? look at other people in the Hall, he won two Super Bowls. If he had, and he wasn't a game manager, uh, Al Davis, you know, takes over that team, and you know, he's very controlling. But if he had to make a big play. He could do it. It's not like so, so, could so, because
0: it. this guy was able to make big plays now, no, all of a sudden? So, he, he, I just looked him up. I just looked him up, okay? Uh, Patriots from 71 to 75. Niners, a stop in between 76 and 77. And then he went to the Raiders. So, he, here's his. I, I mean, uh, th- there's nothing to sit here and tell you that this is a Hall of Fame quarterback. He was a two time Super Bowl champion, which is amazing. Super Bowl MVP, phenomenal. But, Timmy Smith was also great in the Super Bowl. Um, NFL Comeback Player of the Year, AFC Rookie of the Year, and, and that's it. 164 career touchdowns, 198 career interceptions. Well, Joe Namath is in the Hall of
1: Fame. I mean, you know, he's, 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 Joe Namath's his numbers
0: are far superior to that.
1: Not far superior. Namath has more interceptions than, uh, than, than touchdowns. If you look at Namath's... When Namath did... Was incredible, and for the first four or five.
2: I years, think Name I actually year.
0: think Namath has considerably more interceptions than touchdowns. But Joe Namath was a star player. Look, I mean Joe Joe Namath was a was a league MVP. Plus, Joe I Namath led, led the league in, in passing yards. I think in touchdowns a couple times. Like Joe Namath was a star. He was great for four or five years, in league, and and you know. He but Jim Plunkett nice. was never great. When when you I mean when you ever when you ever sit and go through the great quarterbacks in the history of the game do you ever even make mention of Jim Plunkett?
1: I wouldn't put him on the level of, okay. of one of the great quarterbacks of all time, but they're all quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame that are not all time greats at the same time.
0: Well, I think you should be. I I would agree with that. I I'm think I think, you should be. I think I think if you, it, it, here, here's my here's kind of my take. And thanks for the call. It's a good call. I think if you are of the mindset when when I mention a guy, if you have to say, mm, mm, is he a Hall of Famer? Then he's probably not a Hall of Famer. Like I'm sorry, and it's not meant to be disrespectful. That that's an elite club. Jim Plunkett is not a Hall of Famer. It's mind boggling. I don't I don't think Jim Plunkett was ever like, first team All NFL, All Pride. I don't think ever anything ever. He was a two time Super Bowl champion. We know. He was a Super Bowl MVP. That I know. I think of 15. That was the one down in Louisiana when they beat the Eagles 27-10. And he was the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. That's it. That that's his NFL resume. That I mean, he was ne- never first team all-pro, never a Pro Bowl, like never anything like that. You're going to give this put this guy into the Hall of Fame? Come on. That that to me is just overreaction tremendously. But I think you're right. I think he's one up maybe the only guy that you can even think of that was not good that turned to, and, and I'll be honest with you, I don't remember the early state well, I don't remember because I wasn't born. But I'm looking at the at the notes right here. He was AFC Rookie of the Year in 1971. So I mean Zach Wilson was dreadful year one. Plunkett was AFC Rookie of the Year. So he obviously showed something. I don't I think that it would be the biggest bust to really good player that I've ever, ever seen. 1-800-919-3776. Ray Harris Jr. tweets it. Hi, Dave. Huge Jets fan. Why don't you think Zach Wilson can't, why don't you think he can't have the same turnaround like Daniel Jones? Jones had a rough few years in the beginning. Just want to hear your opinion. Well, I said it to start the show, Ray. And that is, Daniel Jones was good. After year one, if I brought up the numbers, I, I think, and I don't have it in front of me, that he had 24 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. And I believe that Daniel Jones led the Giants on on a couple of like he was he he had moments where he was terrific. And at the end of year one left you thinking this guy's gonna be a really good quarterback. Zach Wilson has never had that ever, ever where you got the the opinion that this guy's gonna be a really good quarterback. Just the opposite. All right, let's continue. One eight hundred, nine one nine, three seven seven six let's go to uh, spike in st pete who's been on the phone on hold for a very long time good morning spike how are you
2: i'm doing terrific i'm talking to you it's a beautiful day and i'm looking forward to a couple of good games this weekend let me get run through this uh, diatribe fast as far as the jets go Not my knowledge on football uh, pales in comparison to basketball but what i've seen is a coach on the jets great guy rah-rah guy, all gas, no break, that the last five or six weeks seemed to me he wasn't very sharp in making decisions. Joe Douglas is a general manager that got a lot of years. Uh, he did great with secondary and tertiary players, but he missed on the O-line and the quarterbacks. And that's grounds for next year, make it or you're out. Now I want to get to the Nick game. Well, ha-
0: hang, on, hang, on, hang on a second, Spike. Who, who messed up on the on the quarterback and the offensive line? That's that's Douglas or that's Sala.
2: Well, Sala messed up in terms of trying to explain out and cover for him. That's his job. Joe well, Douglas. But, but is-
0: how is that? A, I don't I don't know really what Robert Sala has. I mean, listen, the defense has not been good for the last couple of weeks, and and I would agree with that. But I don't I don't know that it's Robert tough. Sala has really has his hand in the cookie jar as being the guy that's yeah. messed this thing up.
2: You know, Dave, you can listen to post-game uh, analysis by the coach, and he's been covering for this kid, not maybe as his job. I may not understand that. But bringing in defensive-minded coaches in an offensive league, of uh, de- defensive-minded, uh, yeah, coaches, head coaches, doesn't seem to work. Again, let me, let me pull back on that because I'm not that good in football. I'm very happy with okay. Daniel Jones. Very.
3: Me
0: too. Okay,
2: so I, I've watched, though, and been out with Nick Game, 6,000 of them. It's a function of my age. I've pretty much seen every Knick game that you could possibly see. Nobody has ever, in my observation, I think I know Hoops pretty well, driven me more crazy than Julius Uh, Randle. He
0: he drives me insane, Spike. Within within the the confines of one game, he drives me crazy, and then I love him.
4: Real
2: quickly, thanks for the time, and, and drive carefully. It's a tough trip out there look, my best friend in the world was a D one player a lifetime ago. And we go over the games. That's all you know, want to do. We keep together like that at this old age. And he says to me, every time look, off of a miss fine transition, off of a make, when he takes the ball up, they should have a quiz show. Julius Randall shows you how to dribble into a trap. I, I don't get it. The coach Thibodeau is not a good in game coach. Why is he dribbling the ball into a trap? I mean,
0: that's his game, Spike. I, I don't, I don't. thanks for the call. Have a great weekend. I don't, I don't have the answer for you. That's his game. He gets the ball. He over dribbles. I saw it last night. I, I mean, I, and I've said this this week on the show. Uh, Jalen Brunson should be the closer on this team. It's just, it's just that cut and dry for me. Jalen Brunson is the finisher. You saw it last night. When they needed a big hoop, in the biggest moment of the game, who got it? Brunson, I want the ball in his hands. Now, it's not to say that Julius Randle is incapable of making plays. But I will tell you this, in crunch time of games, I think he's incapable of running the offense through. I do. I, I mean, he just, he sits there and he holds it and he holds it and he holds I mean, give it to Brunson. He's a matchup nightmare because not a lot of guys that can guard him down on the low block. Let him back him in and then let him let him turn and dish out of that when he's doubled to an open player. And if that's Randall and he's open for a 15-footer or a 17-footer, great. Or if it's Randall, it goes to him and he's the guy that, that, that gets the pass to make the pass and it's an open Grimes in the corner, great. He quickly played well, too, last night. They shot the ball great from three. The thing is, he's so frustrating. Because you watched the game last night, and it's like right out of the gate. Three, 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 three. And then fourth quarter, close game. Very stressful. Now all of a sudden, you know, it it, it kind of dies in his arms. one 800 3776 James, Spring Valley is next up. Good morning, James. How are you?
1: Hey, Dave. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing
0: really well, James. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great. Quickly, like, I'm an Islanders fan, and there's no way in hell I would wear a Rangers jersey so I get where you're coming from. You are a diehard Rangers fan, and I can never, ever, ever see you wearing an Islanders jersey. And I wouldn't. No matter how much they pay
0: you. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't. I- I've been asked, would you, would you become the voice of the Dallas Cowboys? I would not. I'm sorry. I, I would not. Be, oh, you're crazy. What's wrong with you? Uh, there's probably a lot wrong with me, but I'm not doing it. I have an allegiance to my team's. And I am not putting exactly. on a jersey of another team or rooting for another team or broadcasting for another team. I'm just not doing it. I'm just not doing it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And I and I don't blame you one bit. Now, as far as the Giants are concerned, um, I called yesterday about what the Giants should do with their starters. And I'm going to be the first to say I was really wrong about Daniel Jones. I called a few times about like bashing Daniel Jones, and rightfully so, because he wasn't that good. And now that he surprised me, I'm, you know, I'm glad to take the, the L on this and say I was wrong about Daniel Jones. So now at the Giants, though, know, you can't rest everybody, but I'm sure you're going to rest your key most important players. So how should the Giants approach tomorrow? Like take it as a preseason game, because no matter if you win or lose, you're, it's not nothing is going to. Well, You're locked into the six. It's not going to
0: change. Right? It will change nothing for you. You can win the game by 100, you're locked into the 6. You lose the game by 100, you're locked into the 6. Here's here's what I would say. I would not play Barkley. Barkley wouldn't even dress. Jones I don't know, may, maybe a, maybe a quarter, maybe a couple series and and then and then I would slowly start to pick these guys out of the game and move in a different direction. No, you want to play your, your yeah. starting offensive lineman? Fine. If there's a, a healthy member of the, the defensive line, or you want to play Thibodeau for a bit, fine. But I, I mean, for the most part, I, I trust Dable and and whatever he deems the right thing. I I think I'm probably would agree with him. Absolutely
1: agree. And quickly with the Jets, I think Zach Williams is is cooked, and I think that Zach Wilson on that side, Zach Wilson is cooked, and I think that he should not be with the Jets next season. And it's kind of sad that. The, it seems like the Jets, for some reason, just can't get the quarterback right. I don't know if it's coaching, ownership, or whatever it is. You just kind of feel for their fans that they just, for some reason, they just can't get the most important position right, which is quarterback. So
0: hopefully they figure it out. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. And you're right. And the Jets have struggled at quarterback for pretty much my lifetime. I'm with Pat Ryan, Richard Todd, Ken O'Brien, right, Chad Pennington, Favre, who was good for a minute, 8-3, and three, and then it fell apart. Darnold, I mean, it, it, Browning, Nagel, you, I mean, there's not one guy that you stop. Oh, uh, that was the guy. Since Namath. Since Namath. I mean, the Jets have not been to the Super Bowl in my lifetime. That's forever. That's, that's not easy to do. Just just based on purely statistical numbers. There's what, now there's 16 teams in the AFC? so w- one out of every 16 years you should go so that would be what you, you should go at a minimum of three times in the last 48 years they've gone none none and they've been to the AFC championship game what since since the early 80s four times they lost that muddy game to, to Miami the AJ Dewey game where he had three picks in 82 they lost what what else did they lose they oh they lost 98 to the Broncos where they let it halftime, and they lost 2009 and then and then 2010. So it's not like they haven't gotten close. They just haven't gotten over the hump. one 800 We'll get to your calls, more of those next, and then do you realize at 1030 we're going Stump Rothenberg for the for the rest of the hour? That's big stuff. So one 800 3776 a very busy, very bouncy, very exciting Saturday morning with me and you right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. He knows sports. I'm intrigued by a lot of guys. And he's very humble. I go away, this This show dies. dies. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. Is the DS4 or 7, by the way? All right, and away we go on a Saturday morning edition of Stump Rothenberg. Uh, Joe Leo, today is January the 7th. Give me the uh, the record for the new year.
5: 479. No, and, the well, new year. Zero and zero. That's right. We
0: start fresh. So I, all, the, all the missed questions out the window, all the makes out the window. We start fresh with a motivated, good feel about 2023. Are you ready to roll?
5: I'm ready to roll. Are Would you, you like sure? last year's record to see if we could beat it or... Just move on. What what how did we finish twenty twenty two? Sure. Four seventy nine and ninety six last year. That's good. Really good. I think uh, this year we can do better. We'll find out. Stump Rothenberg
0: brought to you by Slomans. All right, here we go. Let's start with Jim in Connecticut. Jim, you are on Stump Rothenberg.
4: Dave, in the history of pro football draft, only one team has drafted an all American quarterback. In the first round, the second round, and the third round of the same draft. Name the team, and you get bonus points if you name the three quarterbacks. Oh my God. So, what is this now? In the history of the pro football draft, one team has drafted an All American quarterback in the first round, second round, and third round of
0: the same draft. No, I don't think I'm going to know. Um, you name the team? or I'm just going to take a guess because I'm not going to send 15 minutes trying to trying to think of who this is. I'm going to say the Cleveland Browns. Nope. The New York Jets. The Jets? All-American? Who, who are they? First round was Joe Namath from
4: Alabama. Second round was John Hewitt from Notre Dame third round it was Robert Schweiker from Virginia Tech.
0: All right, put him on hold. It was not the greatest question, but it's fine. You got it. Uh, Gene and Woodbridge. Gene, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
4: Good morning, Dave. How are you? Before I get to my question, I didn't clear this with John Leo. Talk to uh, Bob Susan, who was a commencement speaker at Union Catholic High School in Scotch Plains, New Jersey. He's an uh, alumni there and his sister was assistant principal, I think he could get you in as a commencement speaker, and that school is no two-bit school. Sidney McLaughlin, multi-Olympic champion, was from that school.
0: I'm looking to do a big commencement speech, so that would be right up my alley. All right, well, what do you no got, problem. though? This is not the time okay. or the place for T- commencement speeches. Go ahead, what do you TV got?
4: Show Fra- on the TV show, Frazier, yeah. he used to uh, sign off on his uh, call station and frequency. What was it?
0: Oh, it was good night.
4: But the call letters, like you know, like ESPN, you know, ten, you know, 10, 1050. What was the call letters and the frequency? Oh God,
0: um, I, I don't know that I know this. Um, I can picture the studio too.
4: He didn't say it every show, but he did say it on, on more than, you know, on, on occasions, uh, you know, every other show was something like that, quite prominently.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Um, this is goodbye.
4: And it's not a real station. The letters are fictitious, well, and course, the, the course, frequency course. is probably, uh, you know, just a yeah, frequency on the AM dial. Of
0: course. Um... Yeah, I don't I don't know. I I, I don't know the I don't know the answer. It's not the biggest Frazier fan and I I've seen the show, but I don't I'm so I'm his,
4: his sorry, his I didn't one. know you weren't, I wouldn't have used the question. Uh K A C L seven eighty AM.
5: All right. So there we go. Joe Leo, not a good start. Not a good start, but I thought that Frazier was a good question. That's fine.
0: It's okay. Let's go to let's see if we can get a win here on the board. Buggo in Point Pleasant. Buggo, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Yeah, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Buggo.
1: Uh, So, we play our nemesis tomorrow, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Um, So, name the top three rushers in yardage all time for the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: All right. Well, you think LaShawn McCoy's got to be... I I would say in order McCoy, Montgomery, and Brian Westbrook would be my three.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's too easy for you today.
0: Yeah. There you go. That's a legitimate question. How did he sign off from, uh, from his... It's TV show. That's fine. Radio show. All right. So we're 1-2, 800-919-3776. Mike in Edison. Mike, you're on Stump Rothenberg. How you doing, Dave? Good. 1970, Dave. Ron
1: Johnson came in second place in rushing that year with 1,027 yards. Who came in
0: first? We're talking about the entirety of the NFL. Correct. Uh, Larry Brown. Very good, Dave. Good That's 2-2. Uh, two so we've righted the ship a little bit, Joe Leo. Let's go to uh, Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, Dave? What's up, Luke? You got a good a right. good WWE question for me? You know it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, with the
1: new time on Wednesday, be prepared. All right. Yeah, that's uh, All right, but this is NFL. What player
4: has the longest gap between Pro Bowls?
0: good question thank you carrie collins had a long gap between four bowls this is a good question i don't know that i'm going to know it but it's a, but it is a legitimate question um I wanted to start off the year right Moral, I know I had a long gap between Pro Bowls. Terry might. Um. I know Kerry Collins had a long gap. He went in 96, and then it was years later. I don't know. The, the three that come to mind are Morrill, Collins, and Vinatieri. So I'm going I'm to go with Kerry Collins, but I, I don't feel overly confident with that answer. Final answer. Uh, we started off the year the way we ended it. You're right. How about that? That was an educated guess, is what that was. It's three and two. Joe Leo, at this moment,
5: you're wowed by me, aren't you? I was hoping you would go with your gut. Oh, you knew the answer? Well, I didn't know. Th- I knew the answer because Luke told me. He but- told you the answer.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. I, now we're now we're on a three-game winning streak. Let's go out to L.A. and bring in John. Hi, John. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Hi. Uh, good morning, Dave. Good morning.
4: Well, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch it up a little bit from sports to uh, here we go. To all right. Uh,
0: who
4: is the first woman? Who is the first woman in history to win an Oscar, Grammy, BAFTA, and a Golden Globe all in the same year?
0: What what awards is she going for?
4: She won a uh, Oscar, Grammy, a British Academy Award, and a Golden Globe all in one year. The first uh, person, uh, to win, uh, the first woman to do it.
0: Did you say a British something?
4: British Academy Award.
0: Oh. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm I don't know that this is accurate because I don't know anything about the British Academy Awards. But I'm gonna say Lady Gaga for *Star Is Born*.
4: 2018, you got
0: it right, baby. Yeah, we. Yeah. I mean, I knew that she was the others. I didn't know that. I didn't I, I didn't even know they had their own award um, for Britain. So that's that's now four and two. Is that right, Joe Leo? I believe that's four and two. Let's go to Alan Queens. Al, you're next up on Stump Rothenberg.
3: Hello. Um, what was the last movie to have two nominees for the Oscars for Best Actress?
0: Hmm. So, so I know Midnight Cowboy. That's obviously actors, and it's got to be lead, lead actor or supporting or, or anything. Lead actress, yes. Lead actress. Lead actress. That Kramer versus Kramer, maybe. Now, when you say lead, lead, I mean so the Academy Award for for Best Actor, right? Because it's they don't they don't define it by man or woman, actress. But they they hand out a, a Best Actress award. Nominees, okay, two nominees I, I for understand. Best Actress. But they hand out a Best Actress
1: in the Oscars.
0: Okay, all right, of course. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking ter- and lead actress. I'm thinking Terms of Endearment, maybe? Mm. So just nominated didn't have to win, right? Yes. All right. Um, I guess I'm going to go. I feel somewhat confident, but not overly confident. In a movie, Rick and I mentioned ourselves as being... The, the players from as well. Thelma and Louise. Incorrect. Ah, oh, what's the answer?
3: It was a movie called Suddenly Last Summer, and the nominees were Elizabeth Taylor and Katherine Hepburn.
0: All right. So I thought I thought that Shirley MacLaine and Deborah Winger were were both nominated, but I guess. Uh, I guess not. All right, one 1-800-919-3776. Joe Leo, do me a favor. Could you look that up for me? Because I could have sworn that Shirley McLean and Deborah Winger were both nominated for Best Actress in uh, *Terms of Endearment*. But I, I guess, I guess not. If he's saying incorrect and so so defiant about it. Uh, all right, so let's take a break. We're four and three. If that, in fact, is incorrect, one eight hundred nine one nine three seven. 7, 6. We return with more of your questions and the bonus round as well. Stump Rothenberg with you and me right here on 9870 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg show podcast on ESPN, New York.com.
4: All right. Round two, Stump Rothenberg,
0: 9870 ESPN. Now, Harvey and Joe Leo did a little digging. I got a lot of tweets on the Twitter machine that said that the answer, in fact, was Thelma Louise, Gina Davis, and uh, Susan Sarandon. So, Joe
5: Leo, what gives here? From my research, I saw, I forget, the I'm trying to go back through my history to see where, in fact, I looked this up. But uh, So we could either strike it from the record because the guy hung well, up. You, why don't we just get the right answer? Or it looks like it's Thelma Louise now
0: that I'm going back through it. I mean, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and that's fine. If I'm right, I, why would we strike it from the record?
5: If you All right. So we can uh, – how about at the end of Stump, I'll I'll triple-check this and count it towards all the right, final All right, so I, we'll leave it off
0: the ledger for now. For now. We'll triple-check it, and then we'll come back, and we'll add it for the positive or the negative down the road. Is Correct. that fair? Correct. All right, let's go to Dave in Jersey. Dave, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
1: How many Gordie Howe hat-tricks did
4: Gordie Howe have in his career? Go Devils.
0: Not today. Go Devils. Um, How many did he have? The Gordie Howe hat-trick is the goal and assist of fight in the same game. He's got to have a million of them. Um. See, or maybe he doesn't. See, that's the beauty of this. Maybe, maybe Howe doesn't have a million of them, and maybe it's named after him, but he has just a handful. That's what it is, right? It's a, it's a goal and assist and a fight in the same game. Correct. I don't know. I'll say. Do I have to give it to you on the number, or is there a range that would work? Uh, let's go within five. I'll say five. You're uh, within it. It was two. Only two, huh? What's, what's, what's the most? Do we, we don't have that answer? Did he go? All right. Maybe we could look that up. What, what's the most Gordy Howe hat tricks? It's got to be. Like you wouldn't think that a goal and assist and a fight in the same game is. I wonder if Tiger Williams has any. Who got Brennan Shannon was a was a good player and a fighter, right? I wonder if he's up there. Let's go to uh, let's go to uh, uh, well Sam and Queen is Sam and Queen's good for this round, or is he the college second round question.
5: No, he's good for this round.
0: All right, let's go to Sam and Queen. Sam, you're on stump Rothenberg.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Sam? Here's the question. When Patrick Ewing was at Georgetown, Uh they made the national championship game three of the four years he was there. Memphis. The year they did make the championship, who eliminated them from the tournament?
0: Memphis. Very good. You do realize I'm a Georgetown fan, right? And that was in 1983. That was Dana Kirk's Memphis. Now, they used to be Memphis State. Now, they're just known as Memphis. Uh, Let's go to uh, Rob in Connecticut. Rob, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
1: Yeah, Dave, how you doing? Hi, Rob. Okay, the question is a Seinfeld question. Okay. In the episode where Kramer and Newman got spit on by a Met baseball player, who was that Met baseball player that spit on them?
0: Well, who did they think it was or who was it? Who was it? Roger McDowell. Give me both of them. You know it. Hernandez, Hernandez and McDowell. My man. There you Dave, go. Dave, you the best, man. Thank you. Weisfeld I, I mean, is right in the midst of my wheelhouse. Um, Will in Pearl River is next up on Stump Rothenberg. Morning, Dave. All right, morning, pal. Will. Name me the only player to hit 50 or more
1: home
4: runs and to strike out less than 50 times in the same season.
0: I mean, there's not that many 50 or more home run guys. I think maybe Johnny Mize, but I'm going to need to think about this. I mean, who are the who are the 50 home run guys? I mean, Ruth is never. I don't Is it Will, Ted Williams? I don't think. I think it's Mize. But I'm, I mean, who went who more than 50 home runs? That's that. Let, let's let's start there. I mean, th- this could take a a moment. I mean, <laughs> right? So so you think about the fifty? I mean, Bonds. But Bonds I mean, less than fifty. Less than fifty strikeouts. I so mean, Bond and McGuire. McGuire struck out. Sosa struck out. Ruth, Maris. There's always Stanton. Hank Greenberg. Kiner Ortiz, I think hit over fifty, but this—I mean, it's not, it can't be anyone even remotely recent. I think it's Mize, but I think you're going back to the '40s with that. Jimmy Fox hit fifty, right? Brady Anderson, in, in some steroid-induced craziness, hit fifty, but it can't be him. All right. Uh, man, there's no way Mantle struck out less than 50 times. I'm going to educatedly guess Johnny Mize, and I feel somewhat confident in that answer. Dave, very
4: good, man. I was hoping you would veer away from your first guess, but Johnny Mize is the answer. Well done, my man. Let's go, let's go
0: Giants. Let's go Giants. Uh, now, Joe Leo, where are we today if we, if we take away the uh, the question that we were uncertain with the answer right now? Eight and two. Eight and two. I'm going to ask you, do we go Richard in Manhattan? Do we go to your to, to Gene? Do we go to your five-pack? Where are we going here? I think we go to Richard. It's I a like good this question. question. It's, it's a decent question I for like Richard. I like this question. All right, if it's a bad question, you know who's going to pay the price for it, right? Me. Yes, that's right. Richard in Manhattan. Richard, you're on Stump Rothenberg.
3: Hi, Dave. Why was 1975 an historical year at Shea Stadium?
0: Because the Yankees played there?
3: Further elaborate. You're partly right, but you don't got the right answer.
0: Because the Yankees and the Mets played there?
3: You're still partly
0: right. You still don't have the right answer. And uh, and the Jets and the Giants played there? Because you had four teams play there? Correct. All four teams
3: played at Shea Stadium in 1975.
0: Do you know why the Giants came back to Shea?
3: They played, in, well, they played in New Haven, and they
0: were building They were building Giant Stadium.
3: Well, it was supposed to open in 76. Lindsay, the mayor, was vindictive. Once he found out that they were going to New Jersey, he said, get out of New York. Beam became it, the but mayor. It, but it did,
0: it did open in 76, I thought. It
3: opened, right. It was supposed to open in 75. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. right. So Beam, Beam, you know, was a controller, and he knew it would bring more revenue into the city. He was a little more practical that way. He brought the uh, Giants back into Shea Stadium in 75.
0: Right. And they were playing game up, in, up in New Haven, and then they played the, the one yes, correct. All right, so there you <laughs> go. That's, that's All right, Joe Leo, Before we get to Gene, who's got the college question, you with the five pack?
5: Did we find out definitively about that Thelma and Louise, uh, right or wrong? It, you're you're right on this one. I I looked on so it was Filmsite.org that I was looking at this question. All they right. were wrong. I I, I should have you know the tried and true IMDb. You know. It's 10 so, and 2. Wh- so, so give me the win on that now. What does that make me? 10 and 2. 10 and 2? 10 and 2. And wasn't I 0 and 2?
0: You were. All right. Now let's go to Gene and see what he's got for the daily double. Gene, you're you're on round two, Stump Rothenberg.
4: Dave, New York City playground legend, Nate Tiny Archibald.
0: Nate Tiny Archibald. Now, Archibald was, was I mean, the elite of the elite. Um, And he wasn't that tiny, was he? Well,
4: it's the nickname.
0: Uh, but I think it was over six feet. I mean, you you want tiny. You listen to my show. We got tiny. Um, I th- I know he went to, to Clinton High School. And it's not the question. I know it's not. Uh... He actually went to two colleges. He transferred out of one. So you got 50-50 shot here, bro. Did he play for Don Haskins at UTEP? Correct, yes. But what school? The UTEP. That's one of them.
4: You, well, now okay. you want both schools? No, 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 no. UTEP is great. Three years, and uh, he went to Arizona Western.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know Arizona Western, but the the UTEP I knew. And I, I'm I'm not certain that he was even a first round pick. Also, Tiny Archibald. But what what a, what a sensational player! All right, so Joe Leo. Now we're eleven and two, right? Yes, we are. All right, let's see if you can end it off well.
5: Just for clarification's sake, Tiny Archibald was six one. That's not tiny. No, not at all. Todd Webb me. was 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 short. Muggsy Bogues was short. Taller than me. Uh, tiny tall than you, not Muggsy. Muggsy was like 5'3. So your five pack is an all basketball one today. All right. Is it going to stink? No, it's not going to stink. All right. Former Nick Derek Harper. Oh, Derek
0: Harper. Did he go to. I'm thinking Kansas City. He either went to Kansas State or Illinois, and now I'm confused because he was drafted by the Mavericks in 83, I think. Illinois? If it's not Illinois, though, it's Kansas State, but I think Illinois. Final answer? Yeah.
5: You're right. Okay. Former Nick folk hero, Anthony Mason. Tennessee Tech. Close, Tennessee State. Oh, man. (laughs) I stink. I should just go home right now. One of the best we have here at ESPN, Tim Legler, former um, Wizard. LaSalle. Yes. Tom Chambers, former son and Supersonic. He was a he was a good player. Um Tom Chambers, I believe, went to Utah. That is correct. Oh, I'm kind of just, any Mason answer though. And former son and Nick's head coach, Jeff Hornacek. Iowa State.
0: That's correct. Oh, he was, he was, he was. Is that, that's it? That's it. Yeah. Well, so what's
5: my final record here? We start off the new year 15-3. and three. Yeah, it should have been 16-2. and two.
0: All right. That's done for Hothenberg, brought to you by Sloman. Sloman's Home Security is celebrating their 100th year anniversary. Call 1-800-ALARM-ME to protect your home and your family. Let's get back to the NFL. And then I promise, little Knicks, little Nets, little baseball, because we have an extra half hour, take you until 1230 today. Uh, Ninety eight seven ESPN.